Hey friends, before we start the show, I want to invite you to check out my brand new free training all about how you can start your own freelance business from home. In this completely free one hour training, I am going to share with you exactly how I was able to leave my full-time teaching job and replace my income by freelancing and how you can do the same thing too. We're going to talk about how you can find skills that you already have and what services you can offer, as well as what you need to actually get started today. So you can go check out my brand new free training. It's my gift to you at aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. That's aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. And we will link that up in the show notes for you. All right, now let's go ahead and dive on into the show. Hey, hey friends, welcome back to another episode. I feel like I always say that. Welcome back. (laughs) Um, If you're new here, welcome for the first time, but I am super excited to bring you another amazing guest interview. I'm telling you what, the guests that I'm having on this podcast, they are just blowing me away. They are giving way more than I even expected them to, and that's what you're going to find with today's podcast episode with Amber Gloss. We actually did a podcast swap. I was on Amber's podcast, which you will hear about in this episode, and then I had to have Amber on the podcast to talk all about copywriting and how to become a copywriter. And I tell you what, Amber holds nothing back. Today's episode, I know I've said this a couple times, get your pen and paper out, this is a great episode, but for real, get a pen and paper out and get taking notes because this is a juicy, juicy episode. It's a little bit longer than the normal guest interviews that we have on the podcast, but there is not a minute wasted because Amber just shares so much about her story and how to become a copywriter and resources, free resources that you can use if you're looking into adding copywriting on as a service or maybe you want to specialize in copywriting because it is something that can be super lucrative for you and this can be that premium service if you've been looking to find that for you. So let's meet Amber, I'll tell you all about who she is and then we'll dive on into today's episode. So meet Amber Gloss. Personally, she's a breast cancer survivor, an avid reader and a lover of all things coffee who still thinks that Friends is the best TV show ever. Amber, you are right, it is. Professionally, she's a communications expert with 20 years of experience in media relations, copywriting, and marketing. She's worked with elected officials, a national brand, and many small businesses in between, and she's a certified story brand marketing guide. We'll talk about that in today's episode as well. Her specialty is using copywriting and content marketing to generate sales, and now she's the host of the School of Copy and Messaging podcast, where she helps women use content marketing to build their businesses and their personal brand. You're going to love Amber. Let's dive on in and meet her. Welcome to the Freelancer to CEO podcast. This is the podcast for overwhelmed freelancers who are ready to simplify and scale their business so they can earn more and stress less. I'm your host, Aubrey Malik, and I'm a former elementary teacher who launched my own freelancing business, and now I want to share all my secrets with you. Each week, I'll be sharing business strategy, systems, and tactical tips that you can take into your business today so you can finally step into that CEO role you desire. Let's dive on into the show. All right, Amber, I'm so excited to have you on the Freelancer to CEO podcast today. Thank you so much for jumping on and being willing to answer all these questions. Well, Aubrey, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to come spend some time with you and with your audience today. So thanks for having me. 
Absolutely. So let's start with, you know, the back to basics here. I want to just know and give my audience a chance to get to know you, who you are, uh, how you got started in the online space. Give us the whole rundown of your background. Yeah. Um, so gosh, I honestly, I guess I became an entrepreneur um, right after graduating from college. And I have a background in journalism, political science. When I graduated, um, I wanted to be the press secretary of the White House. Um, they have not hired me yet for that job, just <laughs> FYI. <laughs> so if anybody out there has a connection or something, I'm still, that's still on my radar, just so you know. Um, but I actually, I started my business um, before the online space existed. So this is kind of dating me a little bit. Um, but when I graduated, I had the same problem that most people do when you get out of college, which is you don't have any experience, so you can't get a job but you can't get the experience until you get a job. So I was like, well, I'm gonna just create my own experience. So that's what I did. Um, I come from a family of entrepreneurs. So I had like the basics, right? Like I knew that, you know, I could get paid as kind of a freelancer to go do some work for somebody. And so that's kind of what I set out to do was, I just started going to people that I knew, family, friends, and just saying, hey, I have these skills. Um, do you need any of these skills? And let me just tell you from the beginning, it was like, I can organize your file cabinets. I could clean your floors, like whatever you need, I can do it. <laughs> that was kind of my mentality um, as, a, as I think a lot of entrepreneurs start with, right? So um, I just couldn't get my foot in the door with some of the stuff that I had dreamed of doing. And I knew I had to start somewhere. So my plan was um, to just get my foot in the door with any kind of business that sounded interesting to me um, and eventually get to the point where I could do marketing, copywriting, media relations. So that was my plan. I just started taking on a little bit of everything. Um, and I really didn't call myself an entrepreneur. I just kind of knew that, honestly, I was just filling a need. I needed to make a living. So that's what I did. <laughs> um, and so I, I did that for about a year. And then I got um, hired into a political position. And so I worked for um, a United States congressman for a couple of years. And then I went to work for a lieutenant governor as a press secretary. And kind of I worked also on campaigns because when you're in politics, you you're never um, just a staff member, you also are a campaigner. Because if you don't campaign, you're going to lose your job at the end of the election cycle. And so you always kind of have to wear these two hats. And um, I was working on campaigns and working as a press secretary. Um, and quite honestly, I just got burned out and got sick of um, the politics in politics, I guess you could say. <laughs> um, and so I was like, well, you know, maybe it's time to go back to just being my own boss and kind of doing my own thing. And so I took my skills um, and went back to freelancing and um, kind of still did the same, you know, media relations, marketing, copywriting. Um, and truthfully, um, I had a lot of personal events that happened in my life um, right about this time where I'd gone back to freelancing. And freelancing served as a really kind of a comfort zone for me to know that I could use my skills and do a job regardless of the location I lived in, because I was living in Denver. I'm from Colorado. So I was living in the Denver area, which is plentiful for jobs and careers. 
And uh, my sister got really sick. She was diagnosed with a brain tumor at the age of 29 and she had two young kids. Um, and so I moved home to help her and I couldn't do politics from this little mountain town in Colorado. <laughs> so I could be a freelancer though. And so that really gave me the ability to still use my skills, but not be just kind of pigeonholed into one location. And today, right, like we are not as narrow-minded when it comes to location anymore, uh, but we used to be, this was in 2005. And so the online world was not as um, common as it is today for business. Um, that was kind of unheard of. And so um, I found just an, the ability for me to still make a living and come home and help my family. Um, freelancing did that for me. And so it kind of became an outlet for me to also experiment. Um, I got on with a national brand and truthfully was like, if you have something you want to try in copywriting and marketing, trying it with a national brand is not the way to go. <laughs> like, because if it doesn't work, like you're on a really big stage, right? And so I also kind of, when I got hired on with this brand, kept my own business going on the side and I would try stuff. Like when social media became more prominent, um, email marketing, uh, I would go out and try it first with my own business before I would recommend something to my brand. Mm -hmm. um, so that if it didn't work, I was like, okay, I'm not, I'm not gonna recommend that to them. <laughs> but if it did work, I'm like, great, okay, I know this works, I've got a process, you know, and I could hand it to them. And so, um, you know, I've always kind of been willing to try that on my own. Um, and it's whether I'm working with a congressional candidate, a lieutenant governor, or this national brand, it always has kind of helped me with experimenting on my own, because I'm okay with falling on my face if it's my business, but when it's somebody else um, that you have to be a little careful with. So that's kind of how I got started and why I still kind of always kept it regardless of who I was working with. Um, I always kind of had my side business. And then um, in the last you know couple years really kind of took that more on center stage um, to say, this is, this is what I want to continue to do. Um, mostly because of the freedom that it allows. And also with the online space today where it's at, um, gosh, there's so much opportunity. There just is. I mean, everywhere you turn. I just had last week a, a client I was talking to about a sales page and she was from Ireland. Um, so that was really cool. Like we're doing a Zoom meeting and, you know, she's in Ireland and I'm in Colorado. And in 2005, when I moved home, I never thought I would be able to do that from this Colorado mountain town and here I am. So um, that's kind of the why behind my business um, and just the freedom I think that a lot of entrepreneurs enjoy, you know, they understand um, that's, that's why I do it is the freedom. Yeah, I can totally relate to that. That's basically why I started my business as well. And it wasn't that I didn't love what I did for my job. I'll, I like, I always reiterate that too, because some people are like, well, did you just not like teaching? Why'd you go to college and do all the <laughs> stuff? And it was, I did really love it, but I was feeling torn with that, wanting the freedom. And also too, just for little things, like not having to ask someone if it was okay, if I took off time to take my kid to the doctor's office, like that mm -hmm really bothered me. And it, it was like, why do I have to ask someone to do that? So it's so true. And I, I love how you brought up that, like, you can take this anywhere and it, you know, you can yeah. do it from your house. You can do it from a coffee shop. You can do it on vacation where, you know, whatever. So it, it gives a lot of flexibility and it helps to make life a little bit easier. And to know that 
it doesn't have to be you you go into a job and sit in a cubicle from nine to five and do the things that you can almost make your work look the way you want it to, which gives, I think, I think for, for women, especially too, I mean, that's the you know majority. I don't know if I have any guys that listen to my podcast, maybe my <laughs> husband, but um, you know, that's what a lot for a lot of women, that's something that is really important to them, whether they're, you know, a mom or not, like they just want, I think even more so now just wanting to be able to, to decide what that looks like for them. Yes, absolutely. And you know, seasonally, right? For your life. Like you go through these different seasons. Um, when your kids are young, you're in a certain season. And when your kids are older, you're in a certain season. If you're in a, a career, there, that is seasonal. And life just has seasons that you have to be flexible to be able to still do what you want to do and deal with whatever season of, of life you're in. And freelancing allows you to do that on many levels. Um, specifically copywriting. And I know we'll kind of talk a little bit more about why today. Um, but after, you know, I, my sister and her health situation, I was grateful to be able to come home and be with her and her kids um, later during my time of 10 years where a lot, just a lot of stuff happened. Um, I lost both my parents. I lost a nephew in an accident. Um, and then I went through breast cancer. And you start to realize, um, and I know you kind of get this from our conversation that we had the other day, you start to realize that you don't have, you just don't have time. Like, you know, you don't, you don't have the time you think you do. And enjoying the time that you have is very important to me for that reason. Um, but also I never wanted again to be in a situation where if, you know, if cancer comes back five years from now, that I'm worrying about not having money coming in because I can't go to a physical office. And the reality of that um, for me was cancer. For other women, it could be their children. They wanna be at home and watch their kids grow up and not miss a moment of that. It could be that they're taking care of elderly parents and they need to be able to be with them but still make a living. And you know that's different for everybody, but the ability to flex with it is what was so important to me. And so, you know, I, I chose to work through breast cancer because I wanted to, and I was, I wanted to have something else to focus on, but I don't ever want to be in a situation where I have to do that because I don't have a choice Mm -hmm. and I have to financially. Now I could with freelancing because it's nice. You know, when I was going through chemo, I was like, sitting on my computer while I've got the IV hooked up and I'm like, this is just a temporary hump in the road. <laughs> you know, I got work to do. <laughs> um, so I, and I liked having that to focus on, but I never, I never want to have to in the future. I want to choose to, mm-hmm. and freelancing also gives you the ability to do that to whatever, whatever you have going on in life, mm-hmm. you can be flexible with it. You can get up and work at 2 AM if you want while you're breastfeeding a baby. Um, you can work at a soccer game if you want. You probably don't always want to, but you could, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, and if you're, you know, if you want to, you can work at nine o'clock at night and have the entire day w- with your kids. Like that's the reality that you can tell I get a little bit passionate about it because I just want women to know that they have the choice, mm-hmm. you know, gone are the days of like, this is the box we fit in. We have to go to a corporate job and we have to sit in a cubicle and we have to take lunch at noon and we go home at five and we sit in traffic for an hour. Like, 
nobody wants, nobody wants to have somebody tell that. Now, if you choose to do that, by all means, more power to you. But I just don't want women to have to feel like they don't have a choice mm-hmm. because they do. And that way, no matter what's going on in your life, you are in more control than you would have been otherwise. And that's why I think it's important. Um, the circumstances behind it are different for everybody. But overall, the theme is it's your choice, you know, build the life you want. And providing and having like, and just knowing that there's other options. Like I even think, you know, two, two and a half years ago when I got started, I didn't even know that this was a thing. You know, I, right. there's some, there's some ways that you think about like making money from home, joining an MLM. I also was teaching kids from China English online, which was okay. But I, again, I, it was like crazy hours. And again, it wasn't like, I didn't get to choose. Like I just had to, because of that time zone, like I had to be. And so like your point too, about like sitting there during chemo, like that, like I, my, when I started my business, my son was having his second surgery and I had to keep my mind like occupied. Like I couldn't just sit there and think about the surgery that was going on. So I brought my laptop and I started, you know, and it was just like nice to, to know that you can take your work with you. And like you said, like, I, I think that that's a huge piece is that just knowing that there's choices out there and that, especially with how even like the last year alone, it's just evolving in a way where we can have that freedom and that choice if you want it and and knowing that it's there. So I love that. I love that you brought that up and I want to get into this copywriting stuff that you, you know, you, you hinted to that, that that's what you were doing when you were freelancing. Um, and I know a lot of my listeners, a lot of them start out, they do the general VA route and mm-hmm. some of them might be feeling like, Hey, I, I, I like writing. I enjoy writing, but I don't know what that would really look like as a service that I could offer to clients. So I would love for you to kind of talk about the different types of copywriting and content marketing out there that they could possibly pursue just because I know that it's not just a one size fits all. There's a lot of different options and they can find the one that really either speaks to them or feels like it's a good fit for them. Yeah. So the nice thing about copywriting is um, before I kind of answer that question is to tell your audience, if you are someone who has an interest in a lot of different industries and You know, in today's online world, we hear a lot of people talk about find a niche, find a niche, find a niche. And while I think that that's beneficial, the nice thing about copywriting is copywriting is a niche, but it's a niche that you can go experience a ton of different industries within that niche. So for example, you could write for a fitness coach one day, and then the next day you're writing for a life coach. And then the day after that, you're writing for somebody who sells jewelry on the internet. And the cool thing about it is not only do you get exposure to a lot of different industries that keep your, it it keeps it fresh in your business. You don't get bored very easily because you're always researching new things. You're always writing for new people and learning about new businesses. But if you're somebody who hasn't chosen a niche and you want to get paid to go research other industries and see if you like them this is a way to do that. (laughs) Um, Because truthfully, like you'll write for some and you'll be like, eh, not my thing. You know, like it was good, but it's not my thing. And then you'll write for another one and you'll be like, 
I just want to keep researching this because it's so interesting and I want to learn more about it. And then here's the other cool thing. I think a lot of people who are virtual assistants just innately have this curiosity to learn. Like they enjoy learning. They, you know, we're the course junkies, right? Anybody out there raising your hand with me? Cause I'm one of them, <laughs> you know, like, we're like, Oh, that I got to put that course on my list or put that book on my list. Cause that sounds like something I need. I don't know about you guys, but I have a really long list of those. The cool thing I've discovered is when you're doing copywriting and content marketing, you get exposure to all of that material and somebody pays you to write stuff on it which is super cool. <laughs> so keep that in mind. Um, so copywriting and content marketing, um, the types of, of this, it can be really broad. So copywriting falls into two buckets. Um, most copy that you see is either going to be for brand recognition and informational, or it's going to sell something. Those are the two kinds of copy that everything falls into. So that's kind of what is it first. Content marketing is basically information that any entrepreneur is going to put out that falls within those same two buckets, but it answers a problem or provides valuable information to their customers. It builds their authority and builds their brand through providing that information or providing that solution to a problem. So an example of sales copy would be a sales page for a course creator. That would be an example of very simple sales copy that we're all probably familiar with. An example of a piece of content that was used to do marketing, that would be like a life coach answering the question, what's a life coach? And they do maybe a blog article that explains what is a life coach? What's the benefit of having a life coach? How do I choose a life coach? Um, are there specialties within a life coach that I should know of? Um, maybe how do I get started with finding a life coach? Like all of those things could be answered in a blog post that is content that is marketing to an audience that is looking for a solution to a problem. So that's what content marketing does. So anytime that you Google a question and you're finding a YouTube channel, you're finding a blog post, you're finding a podcast episode, that's content marketing. So those are kind of like, what is copy? What is content marketing? Now, the types of those that you could specialize in as a VA, can literally be endless. So copywriting is everywhere. It's in emails, it's in social media. You're probably already doing it as a virtual assistant without even really like calling it copy. If you're a social media manager and you write those posts, you're a copywriter. You're writing social media copy. If you are writing an email sequence, you're a copywriter. Um, lead magnets, website copy, um, I argue that everything starts with copy, even if you're working for a podcaster, a YouTuber, normally they have their um, outline that they have researched certain topics, they've kind of outlined the things that they wanna hit on, that's copy. So literally copy is everywhere. You don't advertise or inform without some kind of copy. Mm -hmm. So content, similar, it can be everywhere, it's so broad. Any content that you see or hear started with somebody researching a topic to create the solution to a problem or inform an audience and created a piece of content out of it that could be any industry. It could be, we talked about a life coach, a fitness coach. Um, it could be a fashion boutique. 
It could be um, the auto mechanic down the road from you. Any kind of industry can be can use content to do marketing. Any information they're putting out to inform their customers or answer a problem in the form of newspaper ads, in the form of email marketing, postcards that go out in the mail. All of that is content marketing that uses copy. Mm -hmm. Literally everywhere. So if you are, so that's what copy is, what content marketing is, and it can be in literally any industry. If you have an industry that you really enjoy, I would recommend start looking with an eye of what am I seeing from this industry or this entrepreneur that I follow online when you receive an email from them and they send you a new lead magnet. If you um, get an ad on Facebook that you click on and you can attend a webinar um, and that webinar teaches you how to do time blocking, that's copy and it's content marketing, and it literally happens in any industry. So if you, ha if you have something you enjoy, an industry that you enjoy, that's a good place to start for where you could become a copywriter and a content marketer. Because if you enjoy it and you already have an interest and a curiosity to learn more, you're innately going to enjoy it more. Um, you know, if there's something you really, really don't like, like if you're just not somebody who enjoys football, probably don't start there. <laughs> you know, it's not impossible. <laughs> but if you are genuinely already curious about a topic, um, that's probably a really good place to start for looking at what copy are they putting out and what types of industries would I be interested in creating content for a person or, or an organization. Um, nonprofits, a lot of nonprofits. Um, copy, copywriters who have a certain nonprofit that they really love. Um, a lot of times that, that's really good fit because you already kind of have a passion for it. Um, and sometimes entrepreneurs, I know you guys probably too, we get so busy in our businesses. Sometimes we feel like it's hard outside of family and business to go also be like a community member who volunteers and that could be difficult. Um, you know, so sometimes having your work be that kind of philanthropic work, philanthropic work um, can help a, a need that you have in your community and can kind of help you in your career too. A lot of copywriters merge the, those two together. So it can be very broad. Um, and there's so many different industries, but every industry uses copy and they use content marketing. And if you know how to do both, because entrepreneurs are kind of starting to really gravitate towards content, right? Because everybody's starting to understand if you put out a lot of content, Google sees you as an expert. And when people put in a question in a search and it finds my content, I become an authority. Google starts to elevate me in searches as an authority. So people are starting to understand that more. And SEO kind of became a keyword. Now content marketing is becoming a keyword for that reason. And if you picture an entrepreneur who is trying to turn out content and they have a virtual assistant who understands content marketing and who can write the copy, like holy Toledo. I mean, that is so incredibly valuable. And you as a virtual assistant can really stand out in this market if you have skills. Those two things are what a lot of entrepreneurs are struggling with right now. How do I create content? I don't have time to create the content. And here's the thing, and, and use this if you decide to market yourself as a virtual assistant to an entrepreneur, 
So if you're listening to this and you're driving, don't write this down right now, but come back later and write this down. <laughs> um, if you pitch yourself to an entrepreneur and explain the fact that you know how to do the research on topics in their industry that their audience wants to hear about that can help improve their SEO, you just got yourself a client. Because every entrepreneur right now, especially online, is like, how in the heavens to Betsy do I keep my head above water, creating all this dang content and still show up on social media enough to be visible and sell passive products like courses and memberships? I don't have time to research the topics. I dang sure don't have time to write the copy. And so most of them are just like, I just can't do it. Like they have to pick what only they can do in their business, right? Which is what they should do. But if somebody comes to them and says, hey, I understand the struggle with this and it shouldn't be that hard to be visible online. And I can help you with that. I can help you research the content. I can help you write the copy. And then I know how to repurpose it online so that you're not wasting your time, spending so much time on social media. Those three things right there is copywriting and content marketing at its best. That was, so, that was a lot. Sorry. No, it's fine. I'm, and I'm like, gosh, I, I, I'm loving this conversation too, because I, like I'm thinking about it, you know, in, in my business too. It's, it's so funny. Cause I, I feel like I have to wear, you know, put these different hats on and I can put on my like freelancer hat and stuff like that. And then even like as a business owner, it is, it's thinking about, all those things. And it's trying to, to delegate and know where to spend your energy in it. And it's funny too, because that's what we as freelancers do. Like we come in and we say to the business owner, like, Hey, I know you're not doing X, Y, and Z in your business. Like you would like to, because it's probably one of those things that just gets pushed down and here's how I can come in and help you. So it's, it's definitely interesting for me to hear now. I'm, what I was hearing you saying too, is talking about like, if you enjoy writing, if you enjoy almost like being a researcher, detective, that's, those are, those are those almost skills that you already have to say like, oh, maybe that I could offer this, but where, where do we start? Like if we want to kind of transition into this and we want to, cause I know we're going to get into talking about like how much copywriters can make too, as you add this on, like as more of a specialty, as opposed to a generalist. But like, where do, where do we start with even do offering this if we don't have any, you know, quote unquote experience with this? I mean, we probably, like you said, we probably have some, but if we're really wanting to say like, I'm a copywriter or I'm a, you know, I offer content marketing to business owners without that experience. I know that that's something that a lot of my women will want to know, like, I, okay, this sounds great, but how do I get started with it? Yeah, well, absolutely. And it's a, it's a great question. And so the first thing I want your audience to know is don't get too fearful of not having the experience and feeling like copywriting is this like specialty thing that you have to go out and get a four-year degree to do. Now, I know there's some copywriters out there who hear me say that and probably throw tomatoes at me. <laughs> Um, but let me kind of explain this. So um, yes, I have a journalism degree. Um, I do. It's, it's what I specialized in. I've been in the business for 20 years. I don't hide that fact and pretend like I walked into this business uh, yesterday and, and made six figures. Um, that's not true. But I, I went to school 20 years ago <laughs> before the internet, you guys. 
existed. Uh, like literally I'm dating myself. I remember sitting in a journalism class, my junior, yeah, my junior year of college. <laughs> this professor put up on the projector thing and some of your audience is probably like, what is this lady talking about? So <laughs> they had this clear piece of paper or a clear piece of plastic that they would write on with the Sharpie and they would put it on a projector. Okay. And it would, <laughs> That's what we had back then. And I remember him writing G-O-O-G-L-E. That was the topic for today, okay? Google had literally just become a thing. Like it wasn't even a household name. So when I went to school, we were still using the AP style book. And, and for, for anybody who is trained in, in news editorial, they understand what that means, but it, it's this book that basically is like the Bible for a newspaper reporter. And it tells you, it's like a thesaurus, right? You can look up, here's how I'm supposed to use this word. And here's how I'm supposed to use that word. And it's kind of different for news editorial. So we still had that in a book. And when we researched a topic, we literally like went to the library and looked up encyclopedias. Okay. So I'm just giving you this frame of reference to understand that the skills that I got in college 20 years ago no longer apply today, okay? <laughs> like, let me just paint that picture for you. So I don't want your audience to think like, well, I got to go out and get a degree in journalism or English because you don't. The business world that we were in today, here's the experience that you need to be a copywriter. You need to understand how to manage a project because that's what copywriting and content marketing is. It's a project. You have to enjoy research. Um, if you don't enjoy the research part, this probably is not something for you. And I'll just be honest about that. You have to be organized because organizing a piece of content it is basically like putting a plan together. Like how would I organize this piece of communication so that it makes sense to somebody else? If you are a good teacher, that's a really good skill to have because you're basically teaching through your content and your copy. Um, if you're really good at explaining things in layman's terms, that's another really good skill of a copywriter. I would put a person who has zero copy experience up against a seasoned veteran. They have those four skills I just mentioned. They will knock it out of the park. Now, here's the other key. And again, if you're driving, don't write this down, but come back to it later. If you understand how to speak on behalf of somebody else, you can be a copywriter. And that just takes the ability to, the willingness to learn. And you get to know, like Aubrey, I guarantee you people who've been listening to your show for at least six months, they know your character, they know your nuances, they know your, like if you're somebody, I saw on your, your website, um, like you have a section that says, hey, girl, hey, like, like they know how you talk, right? Um, you and I share a podcast coach, Stephanie, um, and we know that she says like, girl, like, right? That's Stephanie, like you can hear that, you got <laughs> yeah. that in your mind. That's, that's a trait of being a copywriter is you can, you can get yourself into character, and you know what that person would say. And if you have the ability to kind of step outside of your own mannerisms and step into somebody else's, you can be a copywriter. And here's the other thing. In today's world, copy 
actually works better if you know how to use the slang appropriately. And so, and I'm gonna use Stephanie again here because she does a really good job of this. Um, Stephanie is an online entrepreneur for those of you who, who may not know her. I think she's been on your show, hasn't mm -hmm. she? Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. um, she does a really good job of like staying true to herself and her voice. And she, she does not, like she'll put like hashtag thank you Lord in her emails, right? Because she knows her audience is going to be like, yep, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so it's less about being grammatically correct and more about being character correct. Mm -hmm. So I want your audience to know all of, all of that because it's less about book experience and a lot more about industry research and knowing how to really step out of your own mannerisms and into whoever you're writing on behalf of. Now, let me give you another resource. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk a little bit about a couple more here and how do I get started. But the first thing I want to start with is a, a, a platform called Topic. And Topic is fairly new. Um, it is, in my opinion, one of the most important platforms to come online in the last couple of years. Um, Topic will help you research a topic, so it's called Topic, <laughs> um, and it will help you create an outline. And the really cool thing is it grades your writing. Now, keep in mind, it's grading on like grammatical correction. So sometimes you actually have to undo what it does because you want something to be more slangy. Um, but it's really, really helpful for somebody who feels like, I don't know if what I just wrote is really correct um, and they want to kind of bounce it up against the platform that's going to tell them that um, topic is great for that so grade your writing and then the really really cool thing about it is it helps you improve your seo so search engine optimization how google finds you on the internet basically it will help say okay here's here's a topic that you want to write about let's say i want to write about um who won the super bowl last year and in order for me to have a very SEO highly ranked article or blog or podcast or whatever this is going to be, topic is going to tell me, okay, well, to be relevant, you also need to include the fact that the Super Bowl happened during a pandemic because people are Googling the pandemic. And so you have to make sure that you mention COVID and uh, I don't know, the star player of whatever team broke an ankle. And if you don't mention that, we're not going to rank you because you know that was super important news. And so it kind of guides you on like, what do you need to make sure you include in your research and what subtopics are important based on what people are already searching for. So topic is taking all of this data and saying, this is what people are searching for. And so an, an example, I just had the co-founder of topic on my podcast and he gave me the, like I, this eye opening example. And he said, Amber, a year and a half ago, when somebody would Google work out from home, that meant something completely different than it did after March of 2020. Because now work out from home is like, my gym's closed, and I'm gaining 20 pounds, and I need some serious help with, you know, how do I how do I do this from home? And so topic would have told you, 
going to talk about workout from home, you need to talk about the pandemic. You need to talk about the fact that a lot of gyms are closed. You need to talk about nutrition because a lot of people right now are searching online. How do I get rid of the quarantine 15? And so it tell it guides you and it tells you those things. And so here's why this is important. If you are a VA who feels like I don't have any experience to do this, I, I want to go work for this entrepreneur who has an online fitness business because I want to learn about it and I think it's cool, but I don't have any experience. You have resources out there at your disposal that can help you with this. And something like topic, number one, saves you time because it's when you, you can do it manually. You could search it in Google and go through five pages of articles, but topic gives you time and narrows down. Here's what's relevant right now in this industry that you're searching. So you can literally say, okay, I think I've got this skill of like speaking on behalf of another entrepreneur. I like writing, I like researching, but I don't know anything about the industry I'm about to write on. Go to topic. Topic can help tell you what's important in the industry, what kind of information you need to do further research on to include, and it'll give you an outline. And then you can take that to this fitness coach you're working for and say, hey, here's the outline. How do you want to add to or take away from to make sure that it fits your business. But it will give you the starting point that you don't have to have all the answers right now. You've got the resources out there that can help you. And then once you're working with this person and you become more and more vested in this industry, you'll learn it. But until you get to that point, a resource like Topic can help you very short term, very quickly, get the information you need that's relevant and that's gonna get found in Google searches. So that's really, really cool. So then the next resource for how do I get started? Um, three other things I want to tell you to go check out. My two favorite books, and this will help you know, am I going to like copywriting? Like, does this interest me? Is um, The first one is The Copywriter's Handbook by Robert Bly. Um, make sure that you look up the fourth edition. So The Copywriter's Handbook by Robert Bly, fourth edition. The reason the fourth edition is so important is this is like one of the Bibles of copywriting, okay? <laughs> but it's been rewritten and rewritten because copy has changed so much. Like in edition um, two, they weren't talking about how to write something to get found on Google because it didn't exist. And so the fourth edition really, really brings home all of the skills that they've talked about over the years and marries it really well with email marketing, online sales copy, social media copy, um, where the past editions, it really is more skill set, but not relevant as much to today's online environment. So make sure you get the fourth edition for that reason. Um, the next and probably one of my favorites is Copy That Sells by Ray Edwards. It will, it'll tell you if you think you can write copy that sells. And you'll, you'll read this and be like, oh my gosh, like I see this everywhere of course I can do this. <laughs> now he's brilliant. So I don't want to like take away and make it sound like he's doing something super easy. He is, he's, he's brilliant. Um, but it will make you realize how day to day copy that sells really is and how conversational you can make it. And in my opinion, the number one skill you can have going into the next probably 10 years is copywriting. Um, because it, it truly is everywhere. And if you know how to write copy for selling something, that's going to be amazing. Like it's, it is, it's your ticket 
to really being able to do just about anything you want to do as, as a freelancer in the online space, um, because the world is moving in that direction. We're moving to everything online, everything virtual, everything is selling. Even a lot of people have a brick and mortar store still have an online platform to supplement. And if you understand how to write copy online that sells, that's going to be an incredibly valuable skill. So that's where I would start is those two books, um, check out topic. And if, if you don't mind me giving a link, um, if you go to linkr.ee forward slash Amber Gluss, um, I am an affiliate. So that full disclosure, there's a link in there for topic that will save you 50%. And they charge you by um, article that you research. And so if you're only researching one or two, it's only going to be a couple bucks. Um, but as you get into this and you research more, that 50% discount will really make a difference. Um, so if you want to check it out and get a discount, go to linktr.ee forward slash Amber Gluss, and that'll give you 50% off. Um, and then let me mention one more resource. I know I'm talking a lot, Aubrey. I'm sorry. You're fine. <laughs> um, so if you want to get started in this and you truly feel like I need something like Thank you for the books, Amber, and I'll go look up topic, but I feel like I need some training. Um, I mean, of course, I would encourage you to listen to my podcast. Um, I talk about things like how to write a sales page and how to write a headline for an email sequence um, the, in very layman's terms, um, because I am I like simplicity. <laughs> I like give me action I can do today. Um, and so I, I hope my podcast would be a resource for you, which is the School of Copy and Messaging. Um, but if you really feel like I want some kind of training, here's where you need to go. Um, marketingmadesimple.com. It is Donald Miller. For those of you who aren't familiar, um, Donald Miller is like my mentor from afar. Never met the guy, but <laughs> um, I totally follow him online, everything he does. Um, he has uh, three books. Uh, well, actually, he has a lot more than that. But the three that I would recommend you read are Marketing Made Simple, business made simple and story brand. Um, and those three things are kind of collectively in this workshop that he runs. And if you go to marketing made simple um, or just search Donald Miller workshop on Google, it will come up. And this is a two day thing that you can go to. And I know before you guys start thinking, I'm, there's no way I'm gonna learn this in two days. <laughs> There is. <laughs> um, Donald Miller is probably the best person to learn from when it comes to how do I clear up a message and use copy to sell something in very simple terms. And I've taken this workshop. I'm a certified story brand guide for the company. And in all of the training that I have had, that two-day workshop is probably the best career investment I've ever made. Um, they do four trainings a year, I believe. And the next one is coming up in May. Um, this, I'm not giving you guys an affiliate link. I'm just telling you, go to their website, sign up for it. Um, it will be the best education you can ever get on how do I create marketing and write copy that will sell. So that's another resource. <laughs> awesome. Um, I remember listening to his book on audible. I I'm totally yeah. like a person that likes to read actual books, but I, know that that's, I don't have that much time. So like when I can, when I'm driving kids to school or out on a walk, I, I like to listen. I remember like that, like you said too, he would say things and it's like, you know, you've heard them, 
But for some reason, when he said it, it was like, it clicked and it made sense. Like I remember doing that with like your, you know, your basic statement about like who you are and what you do, you know, so that when you go out and meet people, you can tell them and it can make sense to them and it can be clear. So, um, and then one other thing you were saying when you were talking about the resources, which I, I love that you mentioned so many great ones and we will put all of that in the show notes too. Okay. You were talking about, um, that topic website and, like I'm even thinking in my head, someone who like hasn't offered this as a service yet, they could go there and, you know, whatever industry they want to be working with life coaches, fitness, you know, whatever it is, they could almost do like a sample, like they would be writing for a client. And then they could have that if, you know, if they're, if they're responding to a client who's looking for a copywriter, they can feel like I have, I've actually done the experience, whether it's for a paying client or not, or you're just doing it on your own, working through that process, I think will give them that confidence. So I love that you shared that because that's going to be something that they can go and do, you know, this afternoon if they wanted to. Yep. And the first thing I would do, so check into those resources, because that's going to tell you if this even interests you. And then the next thing I would do is look at your current clients and start looking at their copy from the perspective of, could this be better? You know, does it make sense? Is it, is it clear? Do I have any questions that this raises? One of the number one things to keep in mind when you're writing copy is your audience should not have any questions. When they get done reading or hearing whatever, if you have a podcast episode or a YouTube video, whatever it is, whatever that content is, if any, and you guys know as consumers, if you've ever read an article online or in a newspaper or in a magazine and you walk away and go, well, they didn't answer this or that, or like, I have this question, like, I, why didn't they ask this follow-up question? That's bad copy because it's the writer's job to answer those questions. And so a really good way to do this is to start analyzing the people you're already working with from that lens and say, wait a minute. I, if I'm reading this and I don't have the knowledge of what this person does and and what services they provide, I would be left with this question, like, how do I contact you? We missed having a call to action, or we missed talking about something that was relevant today in the news, or, you know, like, think in terms of, are we leaving anything out that causes our readers to have questions? That's the number one red flag, that it wasn't good copy because it missed something. And then does it have a call to action? Are we telling people where to go? Um, You always want to make sure you're telling people what to do because they'll do what you tell them to do, but you got to tell them. And then is our message clear? Do, Do people know what we do? Do they know who we're for, who we serve? And start looking at it from that and use the clients you currently have to say, hey, I'm adding copywriting as a service. I would like to write an email for you today. Could I do that and just have you take a look at it and see what you think? Start there, start with something, you know, or social media post. And maybe like we talked about, you're probably already doing a lot of this and you just didn't call it copy, but Mm -hmm. that's what it is, you know, but look at it now from a different lens and say, you know what? I think we could write, rewrite some of the headlines we were going to use next week in these social posts. I want to take a shot at rewriting them from a perspective of selling more of our services or informing people more about what we do. We don't have a call to action schedule. Um, Think about it in that frame and then use the clients you already have to start baby stepping your way into becoming their copywriter. Mm -hmm. A lot of people also make a lot of mistakes online. Um, and, And 
listen, you guys, I'm not saying that that's bad because as entrepreneurs, Lord help me, done is better than perfect. 99% of the time, that's my motto. So I, I don't want you to think that I'm saying like, oh my gosh, these people have imperfect copy and that's horrible. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just saying it is an opportunity for you. Um, if you have clients, start looking at the other stuff, start looking at their website, start looking at their social posts. Did they have a typo? Um, they may not know it. And if you need clients, go look at somebody's website that you want to work for and email them and tell them, hey, did you know you have a typo on your website? I can fix that for you. I can also fix the fact that you don't have a call to action on the top fold and you don't have a headliner telling people what you do. Would you like for me to help you with that? Um, and just start baby stepping your way into that. I'll tell you, I have an entrepreneur who I was following her online because she shares really great um, social media stuff. Um, and I'm not the best at like social, uh, social media is not my thing. I can write the copy all day long, you guys. But when it comes to figuring out the Instagram algorithm, I'm like 10 years behind. <laughs> So I follow her because she gives really helpful content. So she does a really good job at that. Um, her name's Brandy Daniels for anybody. I've never met the girl. She's just really good if you want to check her out. Um, so I went to her website because I was like curious about what else she did. And so I went through her website and I found like 10 or 15 typos and just stuff, you know, hey, if you said this, it would be a lot stronger. Um, and then I got to the bottom and I went to email it to her and you know, hey, if you decide to hire me, great. If not, here's some free stuff, basically. And so I went to her email at the bottom and her company is called Passion Fruit Marketing. And so I copied the email and I pasted it and I sent it off and it came back to me. And I was like, well, that's weird. Well, then I looked at the email and it had passion spelt wrong in passion fruit marketing. I think it was passionfruitmarketing at gmail.com or something. And I was like, oh, I must've typed it wrong. And I'm like, no, wait a minute. I copied that from her website. So I went back and looked <laughs> and sure enough, she had her email wrong on her website. It was a typo. So how many emails has she missed? Mm -hmm. And so, so I corrected it. I'm like, okay, obviously it's supposed to be passion fruit. And I sent her the changes to her website. And then I got this email back from her that was like, holy cow, I cannot believe you did all this work for free. I mean, there was like two pages of stuff. And she was like, I'm implementing these right away. And I had no idea that my email was wrong. And so how valuable is that to an entrepreneur, whether they hire you today or a month from now, she hasn't hired me. I don't work for her. I'm not, I'm not an affiliate for her. Not a, she's not a client, but you know what? That was a female entrepreneur who was missing business because she had her email wrong. And because she had stuff wrong on her website, like, here you go, girl, like, I mean, right, like let's go support some other entrepreneurs and whether they hire you or not. But let me tell you what, when she needs a copywriter, who do you think she's gonna call, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So, so go true. look at that. Go find entrepreneurs that you wanna help and that you wanna follow and that you enjoy their content. And don't be afraid, you guys, to point it out. Because trust me, I know there's this little piece of you that's like, ooh, mm -hmm. but if I do that, are they gonna be upset at me? Maybe. <laughs> But maybe not, <laughs> you know, I mean, she was incredibly grateful. And I just recently, I have another entrepreneur I'm actually in, you know, in a mastermind with and same thing. I noticed on her sales page, she had like an old class name 
it's so I emailed her a couple things and she was, you know, she's like, oh gosh, like, you know, say, I mean, look, so many of us are solopreneurs or maybe we have one or two subcontractors we work with. It is dang hard. Mm-hmm. It is dang hard to stay on top of all this stuff. And you don't feel like you are being like pointing out a mistake. Look at it as you were offering them a huge service mm-hmm. and then stay in touch with them. Even if they don't hire you say, Hey, can I put you on my email list? You know, I send useful information and I also do all of these other services. Give me a call if there's something I can do to help you. Um, you guys, social media posts. Don't be afraid when you see an, a typo in a social media post and there's a lot of them in social media posts. And, and again, if this is you, done is better than perfect on your own business, okay? <laughs> but use it as a client resource. You know, don't be afraid to get on your DMs and send these people a DM and say, hey, just, you know, screenshot of this, notice you had a typo here. One of the services I provide is that I can review your social media posts for you. I'm a copywriter. Um, let me know if you need, it needs somebody to take a look at that. That's all you got to do. 10 out of 20 of them won't write back to you. But man, the 10 that appreciate that, you guys, who do you think they're going to call? Mm-hmm. The next time they're getting ready to post something and they're like, hmm, maybe I should have that lady review it that sent me that Instagram message. <laughs> right. That's t- kind of off on a tangent, but that's a really good way to get started. So find the entrepreneur you want to work with. Start following them and start going through the stuff that they're doing. And don't be afraid to point something out. And even if you don't feel like an expert, but you see something obvious, like you didn't include a call to action on this email. I can totally help you with that next time. Here's how you get a hold of me. That's how you start to build it. And then if you don't have experience and you want to put like something on your website that says an example of copy you've done, do the first one for free. Do it for a current client you have or call a friend who has a business. Call me. I've got like, I need all kinds of help. <laughs> like You want to do something and then use me as a reference. So you could say, Hey, I fixed this lady's website or I did 10 social media posts, uh, whatever it is. Like just start offering that for free. It doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be, I'm going to write your copy for your entire website. Uh, I mean, it could be, but you know, if you want to start small, write an email for somebody, write a social media post for somebody, um, say to somebody, Hey, you don't have a headline on your website. And I'd like to write one for you. And then you can point to it as experience. You only need a few to get started. Um, but you may have to do a couple for free for the first one. Who cares? Mm-hmm. It'll, it'll come back to you 20 fold. Well, and I love that you brought up too. I, I mean, like, I hope everybody is just taking notes. And like Amber has said, if you're driving, you need to come back and do this because <laughs> that's one, that. right. <laughs> that is one thing that I tell a lot of my students who are getting ready to pivot And they're like, well, I want to, you know, I want to pivot to just offering this service as my signature service, whatever that is, how do I get started? And I'm like, well, why don't you, you're working with people already. They already know your work. They know that you're doing a good job. Why not just ask them, Hey, I'm offering this and even giving it, even saying like, I'm going to offer it at my beginner rate. I would love to just help you out with this. And that's such a great way. Cause like those people already know how you do yeah. work. And so, and they've hired you. So they clearly like what you're doing. So that was a really great point that you said. And then there was something else that I'm like, oh my gosh, like, so I hope everybody just wrote that down. But now, now it's escaping me, but you did give some really great. That was one of the questions I was going to ask is about like, how do, how do we get started finding clients? So you did touch on that. I think the other thing that I got, um, from my community wanting, wanting me to ask you was about prices. How do they price this? Is it 
per project? Is it by the word? Um, what are the possibilities as far as pricing goes? So I would love if we could just kind of like touch on that a little bit. Yeah. So listen, you guys, you are in control of your own destiny, whether that is charging for social media management, whether it's charging for copywriting, um, doing emails, answering phones, it, it doesn't matter the task, you get to set that rate, right? And never forget that. You set that rate, not the person you work for, not the competitor next door, you set that rate. Now, let me give you a quote that, again, if you're driving, don't write it down now, but come back to it later and I want you to put it on a sticky note somewhere where you're going to see it every darn day. This is not my quote. This is by Donald Miller. So like 90% of the people I quote or stuff I quote is Donald Miller. <laughs> I'm a total groupie. <laughs> um, so anyway, write this down. It is, you don't get paid for your time. You get paid for your intelligence. So let me say it again. You don't get paid for your time. You get paid for your intelligence. And don't forget that. No matter what the task is, you have a skill and you have experience and you have the willingness to do something that somebody else isn't going to do. And they're never going to do it the way that you do it, right? There's, there's, I don't even know, millions of copywriters in the world, but nobody does copy the same way I do. And you're not going to do it the same way I do. You're going to have a different take on it. And so I say that because I don't want you to go out and look at, well, what's the industry standard for new copywriters without experience, right? Because that's what everybody's going to do. Y'all are going to go to Google and you're going to ask Google what to charge for your copywriting services. And I don't want you to do that. <laughs> I want you to ask yourself, what is my intelligence worth? And what do I need to make to get this project done? And that's what determines your rate. So Yes, there are probably some industry standards, and I'm going to tell you that as a beginner, those standards probably range between, I would say, 20 to 25, maybe 30 an hour, if you're willing to really take a topic that has a lot of research required. But I don't want you to think about the hour. I want you to think about the task and the intelligence. And so I would encourage you to not charge by the word or by the hour, because by the word gets a little tough to, first of all, who wants to track that? I mean, I know that word tracks that for you, but still that can get a little overwhelming. <laughs> but if you're going to start with copywriting, start with some packages. So for example, like for me, um, one of the main things that I'll do is what they call wireframing a website. And that's a story brand, again, Donald Miller term um, that they teach you when you become a certified guide. So the, the wireframe of a website <clears throat> is kind of the main thing that a lot of entrepreneurs need because, you know, if your homepage isn't correct, most likely the rest of your website isn't correct either. And so it starts with having a headline that is basically telling what you do, who you do it for, and it has to pass what they call the grunt test. And so somebody who has no idea who you are and what your industry is in five seconds needs to be able to tell what you do and who you do it for. And then it has to have a call to action over on the right-hand side. And you guys, if your own website doesn't have this, you need to redo your website. So headline that says what you do, who you do it for, call to action on the top right. And y'all can't see all my fancy hand gestures back here, but I'm really just laying it out for you. <laughs> so then you come down um, below that headline and you give me three columns, like three, it can be a pretty star, it can whatever graphic. Tell me three things you do that supports that headline. So I do copywriting, I do content marketing, and I make you visible online. That's what mine says. Okay. And my headline is, I change it a lot. Can't remember what it is today. I think I say I help 
female entrepreneurs put their marketing on autopilot. That's what it is. <laughs> um, and so then I go down and now I want you to tell me the stakes of not doing business with me. Okay. There has to be a statement on there. You don't have to make it a book, but at least one sentence that says you're losing money, not being visible online. That's what mine says. Bam. Like hit you in the face with it. Right. This is why you, the problem you have. And now here's what I'm going to do to solve it. Here's, here's what I do. And then I'm going to give you a plan that literally says one, two, three, how to work with me. Now that wireframe sounds super easy. Now I want you all to go home and try to do that on your own website. And you're going to be like, what did she say? <laughs> I'm going to go back to that podcast and write all that down again. And then you're going to go to your headline and you're going to be like, huh, how do I clean this up enough to say it in one sentence? who I serve, what I do, that's not confusing. And you don't want to open multiple story loops. Don't tell me that you answer phones and you send emails and you do copywriting and you do marketing and you, you know, fly around the sun every other Thursday in one headline. Don't do that. Tell me in one quick headline what you do and who you serve. And you're going to go, oh my God, this is hard. That, my friend, is why you charge the big bucks because it is hard. So I charge $1,500 to do that. And now that takes me about 30 minutes, but I'm not getting paid for my time. I'm getting paid for my intelligence. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you that simplifying things is actually harder than explaining them further. It's actually harder to simplify, to pull words out, to clean it up, to get the fluff out and actually make something make sense to an audience. That's the hard part. So Get out of the, like, I need to charge it by the hour. And when it comes to copywriting and content marketing, come up with a package that you can say, this is dang hard, but I'm putting in the work. I'm putting in the research. I learned how to do this. I read all the books Amber told me to read and I listened to Amber's podcast. <laughs> and maybe you went and took the story brand uh, marketing made simple workshop. Let me tell you what, you guys, if you hear nothing else on this podcast today, listen to this for the people in the back. I'm going to say it a couple times. This is really hard and most entrepreneurs get this wrong. Whether they have a marketing person they've hired to do it or they've done it themselves, most entrepreneurs get this wrong. Now, we are all entrepreneurs and I'm not, like I said, done is better than perfect not ragging on ourselves, <laughs> but when it comes to you going out and getting clients, if you have the ability to look at a website and say, you don't have a call to action, you don't have a headline, you don't have three supporting things that tell me how you do what your headline says, you don't have a statement that tells me the risks of not doing business with you and you don't have a plan on your website for your customers to follow. If you can go identify a website that doesn't have those things and go to them and say, I can fix that for you, that is not worth $25 an hour. That is not worth $100 an hour. That in my book was worth $1,500. And that's where I put it. So can you, so to come back and I'm like, I'm really long-winded Aubrey because I'm really passionate about this stuff. But can you go charge 25, 75, 150 an hour? Yes, you absolutely can because you are in control of what you charge. So start there. I don't want you to forget that. But then I want you to remember what Donald Miller said. You don't get paid for your time. You get paid for your intelligence. And most people are doing this wrong. They're making it too complicated. So can I be a copywriter and do this without experience? You bet you can. 
Because most of these entrepreneurs who are telling you that, well, you don't have enough experience for me to hire you. Well, go point out why the website's wrong. Dang it, they don't have the experience either. They did it wrong. That's what you got to do. Put together a proposal and show them what's wrong on their website. You're getting paid for your intelligence. So come up with something you're comfortable with to do that. Now, when you get started, is it going to take you longer than 30 minutes? You betcha. And make sure that you're thinking about, I need to get paid for the time it's taking me to do this. And if that right now is two hours, you need to get paid for those two hours. Don't, we, we, we do this all the time as women. We're like, well, but I'm just going to charge him for the, you know, what it should take when I learn it, right? No, because you just spent five hours doing it and then you charge them for one. Now here's what's going to happen. The next time you get somebody who wants you to do that, you're going to be like, ooh, I don't really want to do that anymore. I didn't like it because it took me five hours and I got paid for one. Well, dang it, you only charged them for one. And that's on you. You got to come up with a price that is going to make you feel like, yeah, that was worth it. That was worth my time. That's different for everybody, but that gives you a range. If you want an hour for beginners, it's probably 20 to 30 bucks. If you want a project, like right now, my bait package, wireframe a website, give you a headliner. Um, and then what they call a, what you were talking about, the answer to the question, what do you do is actually the one liner. It's not one line, but that's what they call it, which is kind of annoying to me because I'm an Enneagram one, by the way. So I'm like, you really shouldn't call it a one liner because it's not one line. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> that right there is $1,500. Now, if you feel like, okay, I'm going to go do an entry level price for 10 people until I get a hang of this. Totally. So be it. But then once you get the hang of it, don't be afraid to raise that price. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's story brand. You get literally what I just explained. You can go read in the books, story brand and marketing made simple. It's public information. You can get the book on Amazon um, and you can read how to do that. I didn't like give away trade secrets or anything. It's literally in the book, but most entrepreneurs get that wrong. So if you can figure that out, by all means, you should be charging 1500 bucks and it should take you 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, this, I mean, I, cause I know too, like, this is something that comes up. I think no matter what service that I have, like that I have in my community that people are offering the price. And I, we, I had someone on the podcast last week too, talking about how do we get over this price thing and thinking people are saying I'm going to be too expensive. And she was saying a lot of that same stuff that you were saying. It's not about the price. It's about that value that you bring. And the same thing yes. too, if the entrepreneur could do it themselves, they would have done it. They're, they're looking to hire and you have yes. the expertise. So, um, you know, they can definitely do it by themselves, but like you said, too, pointing out the things that are, they're missing on their website or they're missing in their copy or their sales page. Why, you know, if they're not getting the results that they wanted, it probably, like you said, boils down to that copy. And that, that's something Absolutely. that, like I have spent a ton of time, you know, doing that market research, some of that stuff that's not fun. You know, you, you say that, yep. like, but it, it's putting in that work to get really good at knowing what this audience is looking for, is searching for their pain points, what's going to trigger them to get them to stay on your page. To, because we only have people's attention for just the shortest amount of time and they need to then that's where that copy comes in. If you can can write that copy for that client and get them that results, I mean that it's it's tenfold. It's not just their your time that they're paying for. It's everything yeah. else that comes after that. All the sales and the increased traffic and the more people on their email list. 
it's that's all there. Yep, exactly. That's exactly how you look at it. And, you know, as women, we often, we don't want to hurt somebody's feelings, right? Like we are so aware of other people's feelings. And, and while that's wonderful that we do that, it's also what makes it hard to go to another entrepreneur and say, well, but you're doing this wrong. <laughs> like, you know, like you don't have your website, right? Or I found these typo. And that's hard for us because we don't want to be unsupportive of another woman. And we don't want to make another woman feel bad or hurt their feelings. But you guys, you have to look at it in the way of how are you going to help elevate that woman in her business offering this service? And by, by helping her fix the stuff that she missed and that she doesn't know, you're going to help her in doing that. And yes, it's uncomfortable. Trust me, I still, this last entrepreneur that I was like, hey, did you know that you had this thing wrong on your sales? Like, trust me, I felt like I was about two inches small. And I was like, dang it, I hope she doesn't get upset because I, I really respect this woman and I follow her and she has a million more years of experience than me. And so that can make you feel like, who am I to go point out something or tell somebody that this could be better. But then when you step back and you go, yeah, but it's wrong, you know, like it could be better. Take a chance at telling them it could be better because most of those entrepreneurs are going to be like, oh, yeah, I totally missed that. I had no idea. I'd love for you to fix that. And like I said, if they, even if they don't do it right away, trust me, trust me, trust me, because this has happened to me so many times, they will come back two months later and say, dang it, I went to write another page and I cannot get that voice out of my head of you calling or leaving a, I, I use a voice messages a lot on Instagram and I'll say, Hey, my name's Amber and I'm a copywriter. And I noticed this or that. Um, and so they'll tell me, they'll say, Oh, I like heard your voice come in and go, there might be a mistake on this. Maybe I should have her look at it. <laughs> so trust me when I say, even if it's not fruitful the first time, um, they don't forget that and they will appreciate it. And when they think, gosh, I, I need a copywriter or this, this really nice person reached out to me and said they could help me with content. Um, the next time they're going to write content and they're like, Oh, I don't have time to do this. How am I getting all this done? Who do you think they're going to think of? They're going to think of you. So don't, don't be afraid to do it because it really can help you get clients and build your business and become a specialist. I mean, I, if you don't mind me mentioning it, the, one of the best things that I wanted to mention that was on my list about being a copywriter and knowing how to do content marketing is your freedom. That's what it comes down to. Like if you are someone out there who is like, oh, I'm so sick of doing the same stuff. Like, I don't want to do social media management anymore. I don't want to, like, we've all got our thing, right? That we're like burnt out on. <laughs> and if you haven't tried copywriting and, and saying like, I'm a content marketer, try it on for size, you guys, because the freedom it can give you and not only your pricing, because trust me when I say, this is a special skill that people are looking for. Entrepreneurs need help. And most of them right now are thinking, Nobody could create my content. Nobody can, nobody can get into my voice. Nobody can keep my brand personality intact. And you need to go in and show them that you can. And that this is a skill that is worth paying high dollar for. And the cool thing is you have the ability when you train your client and, you should, and you're probably doing this with your other VA services. If not, you should be. Train your clients to give you the work ahead of time. So especially when it comes to content marketing, 
if, if you're entrepreneur, let's go back to the health coach, um, Sally, the health coach, and you're telling Sally, okay, next month, here's the four pieces of content that you need to write. We're writing about, um, totally pulling this out of the clouds <laughs> is the keto diet good for your brain. I have no idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> should, should pregnant women do keto? Um, how do you do keto during a pandemic when you um, have to wear masks to the grocery store? I don't know, <laughs> but you get where I'm going with this. Like, here's our four topics, right? And you went and you looked them up on topic and topic tells you like, oh, don't forget to mention the pandemic because the world's still talking about it. And within keto, uh, a buzzword right now is fruit. You have to mention whether or not people can eat fruit. Okay, check. We got it. So here's the topics we're going to talk about next month. So um, I'm going to go do the outline of these. And then after I get the outline done, I'm going to pull out some quotes from the podcast you're going to run or the YouTube or the blog or whatever. And we're going to post that on Instagram on this day. And then we're, on, we're going to post it on Twitter on this day. And then we're going to make a clubhouse room about it uh, next week. And so you, what you're doing is you're forcing them to give you the content ahead of time. Now, when you do social media planning, it's not just pulling up going, I don't know, what picture are we posting or what are we picturing, you know, a picture of our breakfast and saying how healthy this keto breakfast is. Now you have a plan and it's tied to your content that I'm going to create for you. And I've got a month ahead of time that I can do that. I can do the content. I can schedule the social media. Now, how many of you out there just went, oh. <laughs> right? Like, do you not wish that your entrepreneurs were helping you work that far ahead, mm -hmm. right? Because here's what happens now. Now you've got Sally, the, I think that was her name, Sally, the fitness coach <laughs> who does the keto diet. You've got her next month's content planned. It is ready to go. Social media is scheduled. It ties back to the content. Everything's good. Guess what, Sally? Next week, I'm going to be out for two weeks because my kids have special things at school. Or I'm going to be out the whole week because homegirl's going on a vacation. And I don't have to worry about your content because it's done. Mm -hmm. And it is one of the tasks that with writing and content, most entrepreneurs know, like, I got to get this stuff done ahead of time. And they appreciate knowing they've got a month of content already planned out. The outline's done. They're ready to record the video or the podcast or finish up the blog. All of it ties back to the content, which helps them perform an SEO. Like most entrepreneurs are going to be like, good God, if you can do that for me, I'll, I'll pay you whatever the heck you want. Mm -hmm. Right? So that gives you the ability to really schedule your own time and get out of that, the, the time jail, I call that sometimes we as freelancers, we get into this business because we, we want to dictate our own time, right? Like who doesn't, <laughs> but then we fall into these things where the entrepreneurs we're working for God love them, but they're like, now they're dictating our time when you're like, yeah, but dang it. I really wanted to go to my kids. time. <laughs> But now they need me right now to do this. And I really, you know, yes, it's a service I provide and I really should be here and do that for them. Well, I, and you guys, I'm not saying that doesn't still happen. We all know in our own businesses it does. But when you are doing, when you're a copywriter and a content marketing specialist, most of that work, you're going to be scheduling anywhere from one to two months out. And not only does that feel better for them, it feels better for you. Mm -hmm. And then you can schedule your own stuff around 
your family and your priorities. And that to me is like, that's the relief, right? The, oh. because I don't know about how many of you, but when I, like I said, when I started, I was doing everything. And that was like, 4 a.m., <laughs> 10 p.m., I mean, you know, vacation, what vacation? I'm like on the phone and on the computer and the, you know, and so, and listen, I'm not, I'm not Pollyannish about the fact that when you first start working with an entrepreneur who doesn't have a plan like this in place, um, first of all, they're ripe ground for you because they need it. <laughs> but yes, it's going to take you a couple months, man, one to two, to really get them trained, um, to get into a schedule of that. But once you do, the freedom that that can give you um, truly is, as I think, what a lot of people are looking for. Yeah. Wow. What a great, great episode, Amber. I'm so excited about this. I've learned so much from it. And I know that a lot of my girls who are thinking about doing, you know, stepping into copywriting, specializing in it, this is going to be exactly what they needed to, to just figure out, yes, this is for me. And you've given them tons of great resource. I would, I would love for you to share where we can come learn more about you, connect with you um, and see what you have to offer. I would love for you to share that. Cause I know they're, they're going to feel that way and be like, how can we learn more from Amber? <laughs> I know you mentioned your podcast too, which is great, but yeah, I appreciate that. And I, I hope they find it valuable. You can tell that I'm really passionate about it. It's something that I, I love. And I think other female entrepreneurs will love as well. So um, I'm at Amber Gless on all the platforms. Um, I'm pretty much everywhere, Amber Gless. And Gless is G-L-U-S. So Amber Gless. Um, you can find me with that. My website is ambergloss.com. Um, and then my podcast is the School of Copy and Messaging. Um, I am in the middle of a rebrand, so that's kind of a mess. <laughs> but for now, that's how you can find it. Um, and then um, the link, again, that I shared for topic, <clears throat> All of my resources, uh, they're at linktr.ee forward slash Amber Gluss, and that'll get you the 50% off that. Um, really valuable if you're working for an entrepreneur and have to do some research. So yeah, I hope they find all that valuable. It, yeah, I'm sure they will. Thank you again for coming on today and sharing all of this with us. Super helpful for me, like I said, and I know everybody is going to love this episode. Good. Well, thanks, Aubrey. I appreciate you bringing me on. Thank you for choosing to spend some time with me today. I appreciate you so much. If you haven't yet, I would love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode in your Instagram stories and tag me. By sharing and reviewing, you can help spread the message so we can reach more entrepreneurs who are ready to scale their business to new heights. I will see you in the next episode.